0: Hey friends, Kelly here. We are super excited to be jumping off this conversation about the Enneagram and self-awareness to give you something to sort of chronologically digest throughout the summer and uh, maybe give you something to put into practice in your own lives as far as um, your own personal development goes because, you know, we're big junkies for that. Um, But I also wanted to take a moment to address what's happening in the world we have been seeing a monumental shift in attitudes and um, actions and just finally, maybe possibly starting to recognize the pain that the black community has endured in this country for centuries um, in light of the murder of George Floyd and countless others. And um, finally, some, some interaction and conversation around, um, over-policing and so many other reasons why the systems in America and in this country were set up and continue to be disproportionately um, inequitable to Black people and people of color. We just want to take a moment and use our platform to address um, how we feel so I'm telling you this, if you and I are not personal friends, um, or if you do not know Claire either, we are fully aware of the fact that we are two white women entering this space. Um, and us, like you all, have probably had internal conversations about how to even how to say anything. We we feel you know, scared to say the wrong thing. Um, we feel scared to say something that is problematic, even though our intentions are otherwise thus feeding right back into this um, problem of fragility um, and centering our emotions and not elevating those of Black women and Black men in this country. So I want to just read an excerpt. Um, I wrote a thing, uh, it's kind of a personal statement that, uh, Claire and I are kind of both on the same page about. So I just want to read to you an experience, um, of self-awareness that I have personally been working through. Um, and again, I am speaking to white people in our audience. <laughs> if you are a black woman or a black listener, um, this is this is you can skip you you don't you don't need this. <laughs> I just want you to know that we believe that you matter and we are working in uh, the best possible ways we can think to um, to work towards helping to support um, the Black Lives Matter movement and support you as people. So skip ahead. (laughs) We'll put some timestamps in the notes so you you don't have to bother. But white folks, listen up. I want to read you um, this excerpt. I am a white woman who grew up in a small Southern town, attended a white evangelical Christian church and attached private school with exactly one black student for most of the time I was there. That student and I became close friends, and she has been one of my longest-held friendships to this day. But, white folks, before you go congratulating me, um, or maybe even recounting your own best black friend, um, hear me as I admit that I have undeniably contributed to the ongoing, pervasive, and devastating racial trauma during our childhood and beyond of my black best friend for over 30 years. I have, quote, observed the injustices, racial slurs, discrimination, and pain that was dealt to her over the entire course of our friendship. I have listened empathetically and learned so much, but didn't stand up for her or act. That's racism. I could recount a laundry list of offenses that I'm now aware of, but I'm not going to, at least not now. I feel it's not my story to tell or content to exploit Um, and I'm also a little self-conscious that that may be perceived as defensive. Um, my point here is that most of these traumatic memories she carries were just passing moments for me. I didn't take action because I didn't see the problem. Therefore, making me the problem. When I was younger, I often thought she was exaggerating her pain. In comparison to my experience, how could she possibly be that upset? Um... Surely this isn't about that. And yes, even, I don't see color. She was forced to minimize her emotions, her very self, in order to fit in at our all-white school. And I had no idea how painful that must have been. I noticed that she was reprimanded more harshly than me for the same incidents. Things like talking in class. And one time, a male teacher aggressively threw a marker at her face in anger, and screamed at her while the two of us were talking. No one, myself included, reported it or stood up for her. And this is by no means the worst of the experiences. It's just one fairly commonplace example. In spite of the instances like this one and so many more, I didn't act. Sure, I listened. And once I grew up a bit, I was able to sympathize. But it was always her burden to help me understand. Suffice to say that I was just as complicit in it as any structure or system in causing her pain even though I've always told myself that I was a good friend. The patience, perspective, and emotional labor she has poured into me. Not to mention even the very language that I am using right now comes from her. And this has helped me grow as a person. She's helped me try to understand the complexities of her experience, pulled no punches in conversations where I bristled or may have been offended, and pushed through discomfort to help me arrive at a deeper understanding. She has contributed to my marriage in untold ways. She's listened to me when I have been at rock bottom emotionally and walked me through some of my toughest moments. She has celebrated my babies and my professional accomplishments And up to right now, she has heard deafening silence from me in this world in which she is suffocating. So, as I work on reckoning my shortcomings and all-out failures, let me also share commitments to do better. I implore you, white friends, to join me in this work. Examine your own history and where you've fallen short, stood in the way of, or downright hurt black people in your life assure you, you will stumble, you will cry, you will say the wrong thing. But say something, do something, it is well past time. So my commitment in this fight, my commitments, I will use what influence I have to call out racism on social media and in person. I will read more about being anti-racist, the Black experience, and white fragility. I will do my own work. I will not be afraid of the optics of being vocally anti-racist on social media. There is no more time for carefully constructed posts and replies. I will actively work towards centering and elevating Black voices whenever possible. I will listen without interpretation or judgment to the experiences of black people. I will create space for white people to explore topics of race. We'll stumble through it together, <laughs> but I am offering to be a sounding board, board, a dissenting voice or whatever for folks who need a little bit more handholding to understand. This is not the work of black people. I know they are beyond exhausted. So white friends, please reach out to me um, or find spaces in your area where you can explore these topics. I don't have even half of the answers, but we can commit to doing better together. I will vote. I will call city, county, state, and national leaders and question systems that unfairly penalize or discriminate against black people and people of color. I will work harder helping my biracial children uncover more of their own Black ancestry and teach them about the privilege that they also embody as white passing. I will make mistakes, I will get weary, and I will tire, but I will recognize that my Black friends are beyond that point and do not have the luxury of relenting. I will persevere. I will say the wrong thing, but I will stop fearing the repercussions. I'm starting here and I've included a link for the diversity but I've also seen other plentifully <laughs> plentiful resources online that I will pass along for others who are embarking down this path. I will figure out how to be an ally, a real one, not just a fleeting one on Facebook. And I will stop simply absorbing the research, the content, and the learnings for my own internal library and will actively share what I'm learning. So thanks for listening and for joining us on this journey. We are listening. We're learning. We're paying attention. And we are committed to to action. So we hope that you'll join us in that as well. We will link to uh, the entirety of that piece um, in the show notes. And we will also drop some other links uh, for reading materials, podcasts, movies, you name it. Um, It's an easy Google, though, if you're curious about becoming Uh, anti-racist becoming uh, aware of what white fragility is if you are interested in learning what organizations to support right now who to donate to as as we have as well um, we're happy to share those resources with you and hopefully help expand your understanding of race in america and in this world and be more than just not racist uh take a moment and check in on yourself, and see uh, what maybe you have in your own heart, in your own past that you could uncover and explore. Uh, if there are apologies to be made or ways to uh, be better, I, I invite you to do that uh, just as we have. So join us on Tuesday. We will resume our regularly scheduled uh, programming, <laughs> our episodes. We'll start back on Tuesday. Um, we're going to give you an intro. To the Enneagram and kind of an overview. And then we'll jump in on the following weeks again, with this uh, emphasis on self-awareness, self-discovery, because we do firmly believe that you can only do the work as well as the work that's been done in yourself first, right? Uh, okay. Take care, everybody.